You are listening to the Thriving Empire Podcast Season 3, How to Find a Remote Job. So if you're a highly skilled human ready to ditch the office and the clutches of the commute and instead work for an awesome company right from your kitchen table or a co-working space or wherever in the world, you're going to love this season. I've created the ultimate resource bursting with actionable tactics and tips for finding a remote job as well as a smooth transition to the remote work style so that you can enjoy more freedom and flexibility in your work and in your life. I'm your host, Stephanie Holland, marketing strategist and consultant, traveler, coconut macaroon addict, and remote work obsessed. Let's get started. Oh my gosh, we are already knee deep in January. So exciting. We're in the most exciting time of the year to start looking for a new opportunity and shifting your career and having bigger career dreams and career goals. Now, it's really the year of remote work. 2020 is when all this big stuff is happening. A lot of companies have goals to get a certain percentage of their employees working remotely. And there are loads more startup opportunities um, out there waiting for you as well. So let's find you a remote job ASAP. Now, we're still building a picture of the remote opportunity and landscape in these first few episodes. And there are going to be around 25 episodes this season. But if you want to fast track your remote career trajectory, head over to my website, stephanieholland.co, where I offer personalized remote career plans and 30-minute remote career consults. You can sign up for my list when you're there, and I'll keep you up to date on what I'm offering. And who knows, we might end up working together soon. So let's get into this episode. One question I get asked the most is what kind of contract or working arrangements my remote roles are, meaning I think whether they are full-time, part-time, contract or freelance work. And the answer is it really depends on the company and the role and how they're set up as a company to hire people and to grow their team and the kind of projects and processes they're working on. Now, when I was working for MSN, I was a full-time employee. That was back in 2004. MSN really was a remote first company. Um, And actually, that's a term I'm going to talk more about in the next episode when we learn about remote terminology. But basically, remote first means that almost anyone could work remotely because anyone who wanted to was set up with remote access to company servers from home. So back in the day, they really had a remote first culture. But since then, I've had three ongoing contracts as a consultant, which um, the working arrangement or the contractual agreement was um, me as an independent contractor and also a five-week fixed contract as an independent contractor as well. Now, the two primary differences when you're approaching remote work is whether you're going to be considered an employee or an independent contractor. Now, full-time or part-time usually means you're a full-time or part-time employee. And a contract, a project, or a freelance agreement usually means you're an independent contractor. And then, of course, there's a hybrid type of contract, um, which is a little bit of both. Um, It's called contract to hire, and that's where you start as an independent contractor on a fixed-length contract, and then you become an official employee if it works out and you both want to continue the working relationship as something a bit more formal and long-term. Now, a lot of people ask me about part-time remote roles. And yes, basically, when I'm looking, I, I'm always noticing 
part-time roles. There are plenty of part-time roles on offer. So don't think that's going to be an impediment to your job search. So let's dive into each one of these into a little more detail so that you can decide which contract or working arrangement might be a better fit for you. Now, just so you know, there's a lot of shades of gray around all of these terms, and I'm just giving you broad brushstrokes so that you can start doing your own thinking and research about um, how the different working arrangements might align well with the work style and the lifestyle vision that you have for yourself. So let's get started on the working arrangements as an employee. So as of an official employee, you might be either full-time or part-time, but in either case, you have similar uh, a similar sense of job security really and protections under the law as a regular part-time job would give you. So you also have a salary, you have access to various company benefits including usually things like paid vacation, included sick days and corporate holiday time off. You can also generally look forward to a longer tenure within the company, um, as well as uh, personal and professional growth opportunities, education and training opportunities that are aligned with the traditional idea of the career you want to build. Now, full-time and part-time working hours are usually defined by the company, but also align similarly with co-located jobs. So for example, 40 hours might be um, 40 hours a week might be a full-time job, and 20 hours a week might be a part-time job, or maybe part-time is three days a week. Who knows? But increasingly, with remote first companies, um, they, they have less of an idea of fixed hours because now they're starting to prioritize output over hours worked. So that's also something to bear in mind when considering full-time and part-time. It doesn't have those traditional hours necessarily attached to them anymore because really you're graded and rewarded on the quality and the, and the, the volume of the output that you're delivering. So let's talk about contract, sorry, let's talk about independent contractors, which basically means you're self-employed. So you'll typically do freelance and project work as an independent contractor. Now, independent contractors take care of their own accounting, which actually isn't that hard, so don't let that freak you out at all. There are plenty of amazing um, software um, systems um, and uh, resources to help you get on with that. So don't think that that sounds scary. Well, it can sound scary, but just let me tell you that it really isn't. It actually, I've been doing it um, for a, a couple of years now and it's really um, a breeze if you have the right software. But typically, independent contractors take care of their own accounting, their own invoicing and taxes. They do their own marketing, their self-promotion and their own networking to constantly generate contract opportunities, one after the other or multiple at the same time. And they often work for fixed term lengths, which of course are renewable, to complete specific objectives, projects or tasks. And of course, because they're not an employee, they don't receive company benefits. So they tend to charge more for their services, either hourly or on a project by project basis. Now, as an independent contractor, there is less job security, but you are in complete control of building a very interesting and exciting career in whatever direction you choose. And freelancing is especially attractive to people who love the idea of a blended portfolio, which means generally juggling different clients at the same time. And they don't mind a little bit of downtime between contracts while they're looking for another role that doesn't really phase them. 
Um, project or longer term contracts work well for people who love working for one client for longer periods of time and um, less downtime and uncertainty between contracts. So lots to think about there. Now contract to hire was the hybrid um, working arrangement that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. Now this is something increasingly offered by remote companies to really frame and, and offer a very well structured and supported trial period before you officially become an employee. Employee. So that's actually, that's really, really um, a cool thing because then both of you can test drive each other out and see if, you know, if, if it's a longer term um, relationship that you want to build with that company with each other. Now, there's such a diversity of working arrangements across all industry. I've given you the basic structures, but of course, every industry, sector, category, um, every sort of different type of company um, does it differently. And it really depends on the industry, the sector, the category, your skill set, and your job title, and what they need for that particular amount of time. Because maybe even if a company hires employees, they just have an extra workload with an additional project for the next six months, and they just need to hire maybe three extra independent contractors. So a lot of companies will mix up all of these working arrangements depending on the goals and their projects at any point in time. Now you can actually shift, well, what this means is that you can shift between freelance, contract and full-time. Um, throughout your career. You don't have to choose one and stick to it forever. It's really up to you to define your work style and your lifestyle and see which ones really fit with what you want right now. And of course, to help you decide, I've created a cheat sheet checklist that comes with today's episode and it's worksheet four of the podcast pack three. If you don't have a copy yet, grab one in the show notes at stephanieholland.co forward slash 56. Um, it's a uh, really fun little quiz I put together for you. I really love creating these worksheets. I hope you enjoy them. Now, just to summarize this episode, really, um, you get to choose whether you get paid hourly or by project. So you get to decide how you are remunerated, how you want to be paid, what kind of working arrangement that would work best for you. So you can decide whether you want a salary and benefits, or if instead you want to charge higher fees by the project or by the hour, or if you want to have an employer or multiple clients right? It's a smorgasbord of opportunity and it's pretty empowering. So, but it really depends on your career goals, I'd say, and your life goals, your family situation, of course, your location and your local economy and your work style and so on. But most importantly, I think what's really um, key is that you need to check with your governing body in your, your country of residence where you pay taxes for the implications of the different working arrangements in your location so that you know the specific tax, the insurance and the benefits guidelines in your country. Now, in the US, it's the IRS. In the UK, it's HMRC. And in Australia, it's the ATO. So then once you've kind of looked at your, your governing tax body and understand all the implications, then you'll be a lot better um, or well-armed to make informed decisions for your new freedom work style. Now that's it from me this week. So have a beautiful week, my friend. I'll see you next week on Thriving Empire Podcast. But until then, keep living and working on your own terms so that you can build your career and the life you really want simultaneously. See you next week. Bye. Mm -hmm.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Thriving Empire. I appreciate you being here and hanging out with me. Now, if you're not subscribed already, head over to stephanieholland.co, that's C-O, and sign up right on the page so that you never miss an episode. And if you're enjoying the show, I have a favor to ask you. Would you rate and review it on iTunes, please? Just search Thriving Empire on iTunes. Click subscribe, then ratings and reviews, and you'll be asked to give it a start rating and a quick sentence or two on what you think about it and what you think about me. Now, this will really help other people find it too, so that more people can build their career and create the life they really want simultaneously. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful week and see you next time on Thriving Empire. Thank you.